1: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkinu, our Father, our King. And we say, Lord, you are our King. You are the King of our lives. So we bless you. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. And Lord, it is really a a blessing to be able to know you and to... um, Just declare who you are in our lives. So we pray that today would be an anointed day, that you would um, be lifted up and, and people would be drawn to you because we lifted up the name of Yeshua. So we thank you, bless you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay, well, last week we looked at uh, the first of God's appointed times, right? Uh, Rosh Hashanah. And today we look at Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. Now, it's not too late to ask for our calendar uh, of our Holy Day services. So, uh, call Karen 813 831-5673. Eight three She'll email you a calendar. That way you know when to come to services, right? Okay. And uh, speaking of that, our Yom Kippur service begins Tuesday evening at 730. It's called Kol Nidre. And Wednesday, it's a bit more complicated. (laughs) Our Wednesday service begins at 11 a.m., and then at 1, we start a Yisker service, which is a service that commemorates those who have passed away, and approximately 3 p.m. we'll have prayer and study, finally we'll take part in the Lord's Supper around 5.30, and finally service at 6 p.m. is called Nila. And then, of course... 7.15, Seven fifteen, roughly, a light dinner. We invite everybody to join us in in the entire day. If you're coming to the breakfast, though, we need you to make a reservation because we'll be supplying the food uh, for you and your family. So the cost is seven fifty a person, twenty five dollars for a family of five or more. So again, call Karen eight one three eight three one five. 673 and make sure you RSVP. If you need any other information about us, certainly go to our website, shereshtaveed.org or our Facebook page, whatever, right? Okay. If you'd like to help us get the word out, uh, we are on Facebook. We have these five one-minute videos. If you just share them with other people, that would be fantastic. Um, As we mentioned, uh, you know, these Jewish holy days which are not Jewish holy days right (laughs) these are God's appointed times and so even though many people call them Jewish holy days or holidays they're not they're God's appointed times found in Leviticus 23 and as we said last week you know the first one is Shabbat and then uh, it goes through the spring feasts and then the fall feasts we also have Rosh Kodesh which is the Ahead of the uh, beginning of the month which we celebrate and so uh, just an exciting time well as I mentioned last week, growing up in a in in a Jewish household but not religious, uh, very rarely did we go to services. But Yom Kippur we never missed. And I probably started fasting, which meaning means no eating for a 24 hour period, probably around the age of 10. Uh, it never occurred to me that Yom Kippur had anything to do really with uh, Yeshua or the Messiah or anything of that. Nature, But these Moedim, these appointed times, speak of the redemptive program Yeshua fulfills by his life, death, resurrection and his return or coming again. Right. So the fall feasts, as we mentioned last uh, week, there are wake up call, Rosh Hashanah, the sounding of the shofar, Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, which is 10 days later in the seventh month, and uh, this gives Israel and the world their last opportunity to receive Yeshua. And then Sukkot, which is the Feast of Booths, we'll talk about next week. Um, Five days later in the uh, month, it's the gathering of believers to tabernacle with the Lord. So last week, as we observed Rosh Hashanah, the Bible passage that is traditionally read in the synagogues around the world is called the Ikeda or the binding of Isaac found in Genesis 22. Now, some say because shofars are made of ram's horns, that's why it's red. And others say that it's Abraham's willingness to be obedient. And we see that as a model for how we should behave in the holy days But some rabbis are really disturbed by this story, and they have decided to change the tradition and read something else. So here's what one rabbi said. In 2004, I came to the point in my rabbinate and in my thinking where I realized that this story is no longer acceptable. Despite their attempts, there is no commentator or sermon that can make this Torah parable acceptable acceptable or justifiable it is time to stop pretending and to start calling this story what it is an immoral unjustifiable act As citizens of the 21st century, we live in the shadow of an event in which men, women, and children were rounded up and murdered simply because of who they were. Sadly, the defense that many of the murderers used to justify these acts was to say, I was just following orders. Had Abraham been put on trial, would he also have said, I was just following orders? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is scary. It's scary when the world speaks like this. But when people who represent God, like rabbis, speak like this, it drives me crazy. Sadly, faith in God and his word, it's all being hijacked by the world. Common sense. And their authority, whoever that authority is. Ugh. I I, I just had to bring that to you to let you know the the sadness of, of what's going on even in the, the Jewish world. It, it just just terrible. Oh my goodness. At any rate uh, <laughs> As we study, as we study God's word, we see that really a key characteristic or a key, key element, right, that God requires for us is to sacrifice. We need to sacrifice our own desires for the good of others, right? We need to sacrifice our own desires to truly worship God. There is a 10 day period between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It's called Yamin. Ra'im, which translates to the day of awe. Uh, it's also called the day of repentance uh, or days of repentance. This is a time for serious introspection, a time to consider the sins of the previous year and repent before the Lord on, you know, by the time of Yom Kippur. So I, I find that many people just give lip service having to do with their sins. They don't seriously look at themselves. We're in these days now. Why don't you take a serious look at yourself? So in, in the synagogue, I handed out some self-examination sheets, and i just... Mention them to you. If you'd like a copy of this, we'd be happy to email it to you. Speak to Karen, of course. But on the list of attributes, I have love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, kindness, self control, forgiveness, mercy, compassion, and sacrifice. Now, these are things that we want to have in abundance. And so if you don't have them, that's part of this checklist. In terms of sins, There's anger, bitterness, careless words, envy, jealousy, hatred, lust, both sexual and things like money, lying, pride, rebelliousness. So these are lists of sins. And then we have spiritual acts of service like attending service, Bible reading, Bible study, blessing Israel, blessing family, blessing others, bless the poor, uh, faith, fear God, financial responsibility. Uh, these are things mentioned in scripture loyal to your uh, spiritual community prayer for yourself prayer for others sacrificial and uh, denying self and so on and then I asked two questions well really one question name three things that God would have you look at concerning yourself and then below that what is the strategy to fix it Okay. So a quick thought in in this time. Now, then comes after those 10 days the day of atonement, Yom Kippur. We find this in Leviticus 23:26 to 32. It's the 10th day of Tishri on the Jewish calendar. It's the holiest day of the year in the Jewish calendar. It's spent in fasting, prayer, and confession. Yom Kippur is probably even the most important holy day in the Jewish calendar. Many Jews who do not observe any other Jewish custom will refrain from work, fast, and or attend synagogue services on this day. So the name Yom Kippur means, as I mentioned before, Day of Atonement, and that pretty much explains what is going on here. It's a day set aside. Uh, In scripture it says to afflict your souls, so to atone for the sins of the past. Jewish people believe that God inscribes all our names in the book of life. On Yom Kippur, the judgment entered in these books is Sealed. This day is essentially your last appeal, your last chance to change the judgment, to demonstrate your repentance and make amends. Now, this last part, as you know, is tradition. Um, but I like to give you tradition as well as the biblical understanding of things. So. Yom Kippur, uh, as I said, Leviticus 23. So let's read. Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, However, the tenth day of the seventh month is Yom Kippur, a holy convocation to you, so you are to afflict, your, uh, afflict yourselves. You're to bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. You are not to do any kind of work on that set day, for it is Yom Kippur to make atonement for you before Adonai, your God. For anyone who does not deny himself on that day must be cut off from his people. Anyone who does any kind of work on that day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You should do no kind of work. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It is to be a Shabbat of solemn rest for you and you are to humble your souls on the ninth day of the month in the evening from the evening until the evening you are to. To keep your Shabbat, Well, I love God's scripture and I love how he repeats certain things because he knows they'll be hard for us. Three times he says in there, we shall do no work. <laughs> and so I think God's serious about this. What are the things we're supposed to do from scripture? We're to attend services. We're to have an offering by fire. And I am going to retranslate that into a fire fire in our heart for God, but uh, that will be our offering. Number three, to deny ourselves, to afflict our souls, uh, to fast, to humble ourselves. Now, fasting isn't mentioned in Scripture, but fasting is the result of afflicting the soul. Uh, As I mentioned, no work. And finally, you are to observe Yom Kippur forever. On the seventh month and the tenth day. So, as I love to ask when God puts these words in, how long is forever? Okay. So, when Christians say, should I be celebrating this? Well, I don't know. It depends how you want to define forever. But I would suggest that it might be reasonable. So uh, we uh, look, we are to humble ourselves. God provides forgiveness through Yeshua, the Messiah. He did all the work. It's safe now to come into the presence of God when we have repented, when we have really um, did done what we need to do with the Lord. He... um, forgives us and what this means is we are clean. It is time to come into his presence and sense his love and but even believers have strong problems with receiving God's love, probably because of other past things they've gone through. But Yom Kippur I believe is about being cleansed and then learning how to receive God's love. In Leviticus 16, we see uh, a further description of Yom Kippur. Uh, Listen closely as you find out that there is a need for a high priest. And by the way, when Jewish people come to you and say, we don't need anybody to get close to God, they don't realize that Jewish people always had someone to bring them closer to God. In this case, it was the high priests. In verse 16, so he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions for all their sin. And so he shall do uh, for the tabernacle of me which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness verse 17 there shall be no man in the tabernacle of meeting when he goes in to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out that he may make atonement for himself for his household and for all the assembly of Israel so the high priest makes atonement no one is w- there with him. Your sins were atoned for because of what the high priest had done. And we know that Yeshua is our high priest forever. Amen? So the foundation of Yeshua's atoning work at Yom Kippur is seen best in Hebrews nine eleven. And as we read that, we also should remember Leviticus seventeen eleven, where it says the f- life of the flesh is in the blood. I've given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement, so hebrews nine eleven says this: but when Messiah appeared as high priest of the good things that have now come, passing through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this creation. He entered into the holies once for all, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling those who have been defiled, sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Messiah, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God for verse 15 for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant in order that those Called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has taken place that redeems them from violations under the first covenant. 16. For where there is a covenant, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a covenant is secured upon the basis of dead bodies, since it has no strength as long as the one who made it lives. That is why not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. Got it? So Romans three twenty three says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, and with, so as you continue reading about that in, in Romans 3, you see that God uh, demonstrates his righteousness at the time, that he himself is just and also the justifier of the one who puts his trust in Yeshua. On the cross, Yeshua was displayed as our sacrifice, our atonement, our fulfillment of what Yom Kippur is all about. So how would you share with a Jewish person who doesn't believe in the new covenant? I I won't read it all, but I'll get you if you want to write down uh, Ecclesiastes 720 basically says we're all sinners. Isaiah 59, 2 says sin separates us from God. Nehemiah 9, 28 says we must repent. Number, uh, I'm sorry, Isaiah 53, 6 says God forgives and redeems us through his great love. And finally, Isaiah fifty three eleven and twelve. Someone took our sins upon themselves. Who was it? Well, Isaiah fifty three eleven and twelve says it's the righteous one, my servant, and he bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. So we know who that was speaking of, and that's all through the Hebrew Scriptures. And feel free to use those and share with Jewish people and ask them how they see it. OK, so uh, what about the fulfillment, the prophetic fulfillment of these feasts? Well, we know that Rosh Hashanah, the shofar blast, the Lord will return. Yom Kippur is that final time uh, to receive Yeshua and Sukkot is we're going to talk about it next week. But next, uh, let, let me mention Sukkot next week. Please come back. It's going to be uh, really, I hope, very informative. Uh um, we'll talk about that final appointment with the Lord of of this fall feast. Uh, this is a great time to invite our rabbis to come and speak at your church. Um, We'd love to set that up if you're interested. We want you to know why the appointed times are important for Christians, too. Let me also mention that you can still get our calendar, and um, you can call Karen at 813. 813- Note that Tuesday night is Kol Nidre, the beginning of Yom Kippur at 730. We'd love to have you and your Jewish friends attend. It would be fantastic to bring your Jewish friends there. Or come Wednesday, all day, we'll be there from 11 o'clock on. Uh, 11 o'clock service to about 1 and then Yisker begins, uh, commemorating those who have passed away in the past year. Approximately three, we'll have prayer and study. And then at 530, we'll have the Lord's Supper. Uh, people always ask us, do you do the Lord's Supper? Yes, we do. And final service is at 6 p.m. Breakfast is at 715, a light dinner. So uh, call Karen if you want to make reservations for that. 813-831-5673. We'd love for you to visit um, visit our Facebook page. Our website, consider giving us a special gift to stay on the air. Call Karen at 813 831 5673. During these appointed times, it's a great time to seek to grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh. And not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah, so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King.
0: You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.